We're live. We did it. Yeah. All right. All Welcome it. back, John. Yay, I'm back. And Yay. then I leave again next week. So bye. What's next week? Con Bravo, Hamilton, Ontario. Their only con on the circuit in Canada. Well, yeah, at least it's domestic. That's okay. Yeah. Well, the problem is it's Hamilton, so. <laughs> yeah. That's the trade-off. Where well, were let's you talk again? about the show you just did. Yeah. Okay, I just got back uh, from Anime Iowa. Right, yeah, we, we talked about it real briefly. Um, I didn't know you were an anime guy. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I used to be. Not, not as much anymore. Sorry, I'm yeah. laughing because I just realized you never fixed your camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, well, there's nothing wrong with my camera. New camera, looking good. New, new camera looks great. It's a good angle. Yeah. Well, everyone was complaining about the old angle. It's true. <laughs> so uh, I figured this has to be an improvement, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they asked me to come down and be their first gaming guest. So uh, I went down, ran a couple panels, ran Throne Control. Wait, the first gaming guest ever? At Anime Iowa, yes. Wow. How many years has this show been going? 15. Holy <laughs> smokes. I was their first gamer guest, and... Uh, Actually, I, wait, hang on. For, I understand you were the first gammer guest. Yes, I was about to say they uh, they made some mistakes in the guidebook. Uh, they misspelled <laughs> gamer wrong and put down gammer, G A M M E R. So I'm a professional gammer now. Right. I mean, they're not video game people, so it's it's easy to it's easy to make up the mistake. You're the first one. <laughs> yep. The first the first gammer. I did it. So no no matter what, they can't take that away from me. I'm the first gamer and gammer at the same time. Yep. Uh. They also accidentally said my name wrong at opening ceremonies. What'd they say? They said Proto John. They left out the N. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, when they did that, I kind of razzed them on stage about the gammer thing. And then I heard the host audibly go, oh, no, out loud, <laughs> which made me laugh. So I felt I felt a little dickish, but I also felt way better after that. <laughs> oh, no. No, I had fun. I. Uh, it was a good crowd, nice and chill. More people showed up than I expected to see me, which was nice. Uh, it was me and Reese, no Emil, no Tim. A couple of our friends showed up, so we hung out with them for a while. Uh, did three panels, did one for Throne Controllers, did a Q&A session, and did a uh, intro to streaming kind of panel. So nice. that was a f- honestly fun to do. Uh, actually bought some anime on the trip, which I don't think I've done in well over a decade. So that was oh, cool. Oh man, what did you get? Right, yeah, I, do people still buy like anime? They, they must they because don't just stream it. They must because they uh, straight up like <clears throat> had uh, booths, multiple booths selling Blu-rays and DVDs. Okay. What did Crunchyroll have a booth? Uh, no, it was a bunch of uh, local shops that were selling anime. Okay. All right. Well, what'd you buy? I picked up uh, DD Fist of the North Star, which is like a more silly version of Fist of the North Star. Uh, I picked up Slayers Revolution R, I think is what it was called, which is seasons four and five of Slayers, which I didn't realize existed. So that works for me because I had seasons one and three already. And I picked up the first half of Mobile Suit G Gundam. Hmm. Okay. I've seen none of these. Yeah. G Gundam, everyone tells me G Gundam is a series right up my alley, so figured I would finally bite the bullet and pick it up. Or I guess the first half of it, because it was on it was like a new Blu-ray release, so I gotta get the second half if I like it. 
cool. Did you buy games? There was only one game booth, and I they they were mostly imports, so I grabbed two import games. They had uh, Sega's Fantasy Zone on the Famicom, which I picked up, and they had uh, bringing it back to our conversation before the the podcast. Uh, Uno. They had Uno for Super Nintendo, Super <laughs> Famicom, so I picked it up. Nice. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's a tie into that Uno DX game that you have or not. The the one on the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one had a like a story mode. Does yours have a story mode? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Or is it is it just Uno? It's probably just Uno. Most of the time, it's just Uno. Uh, that's cool. All right. Are you gonna go back? If they want me back, yeah. Um, there looks like they're gonna be in a different city next year. This is in Des Moines, Iowa, this year, but they're going back to the city they used to be in, which is two hours away from that airport. So the options might be getting a two-hour ride from that that bigger airport to the city or taking like a puddle jumper plane from Des Moines to that airport. So we're going to see which is more viable. But it's also at a time where it usually blocks another con we go to, so I'm going to have to wait and see on that. All right. Okay. Well, cool. I bet, I bet you had some fans that like rarely get to see you there. So that, that was probably exciting to them. Yeah, no, that was, it was surprising. Uh, like it was surprising how many, a few faces I recognized, a couple of people I see on stream that normally, like I've never get to see anywhere else. Finally got to see them there. So it was really cool. How, how was Iowa aside from the convention? Very warm. God damn. I stayed inside <laughs> as much as possible. And then we had to walk like a block in like the midday sun and it sucked. <laughs> Get any good food? What is what's Iowa known for? Iowa is known for pork. That's their main like food that everyone like was hyping up there. I guess and corn, but we never really saw corn when we were there because we were in the city. Uh, Did you eat some corn? No, didn't have any corn. I'm trying to remember if you even had eat some pork. I'm trying to remember that right now because <laughs> the main thing I remember having was a lot of like chicken dishes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> despite everyone hyping up the pork. Yep. Uh, right. Well, no, actually, I did have some because we went to like we went to this crazy like Asian pizza place. It was like an, it was like a few Asian fusion pizza place called Tiki's, so like, I think. So like Asian Italian fusion or something. It was like a, the main the only Italian thing was really the pizza. I don't think they really had any pasta. But like the okay. pizza was honestly really good. They had a lot of really what good kind of options. Did you have at an Asian? I pizza got place? I think they call it Meatzilla. All right. So it was just, it was like a 10 inch thin crust with a lot of meat on it. And it was delicious. Cool. Nice. All right on. Um, Paul, what's up with you, man? Not a whole lot. Uh, started getting a little bit sick, but that's gone. So just oh, no. kicking it. Yeah, I know. Great time of year to get sick. But uh, it's been rainy here, so it's probably why. Right. Is it storming right now? No, it did earlier though. Yeah, yeah. Because my mom, my mom was t- texting me. She just flew in from Europe, and they had to like circle the airport for a bit because there was a storm. It was pretty bad. Yeah, <clears throat> it didn't last long though, so that's good. All right now, uh, nothing new with me. Um, nothing came out movie wise to talk about. As, as I usually start the show with, but... I guess I watched Stranger Things Season 3 this week, since we last chatted. That's okay. okay. I I ran out of things I was interested in watching on Netflix, so I started to continue Stranger Things. Okay. Episode 4, 
was uh, where for I season one. Yep. Okay. If you don't like it by the end of season one, you don't have to continue. Season two is bad, and season three is only okay if you like like body horror stuff. There's weird stuff going on in there, but season three is fun. Season two sucks. I don't think three makes up for how bad two is if you didn't like one, because I still think one's the best. Yeah, one's been fine. I, I can't remember why I fell off of it originally, but, you know, it, it's fine continuing up where it was. Mm-hmm. What? So you like three, though? I do like three. Yeah, it does some weird horror stuff that I really enjoy that not many things do anymore. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's do the podcast proper. This is the top down perspective for July 18th. Hooray. That might be my mom's birthday. Hang on. I need to look. <laughs> oh, no. Now that I, now that I think about Call it. her live on air so we can all nope, wish her happy birthday. birthday. Don't do okay, it. Good. Don't do it. Good. Not her birthday. Good. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and I'm Sean Booker. Oh, and I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Great. Uh, uh, John, you've been gone, so why don't you tell us what you've been playing for two weeks? Cool. Uh, not all that much. Uh, a couple games came out while I was traveling, so I tried them out. First off was Blazing Chrome. Now, this is yeah. a brand new Contra game or Contra-like game. Uh, put out by is it the arcade group i think is their name uh the the arcade crew and joy master yeah. yeah there we go uh it is an excellent game it's actually super fun mm-hmm. however it is a contra game and therefore i beat it on my first flight <laughs> yep i was gonna say and because I, it came out I, the day you left actually yeah and yeah. i slept through part of that flight and still beat it before i landed in minneapolis boy it is short it is a short game yeah. well here's the thing they kind of shot themselves in the foot because they decided I, I get why they did it but they shot themselves in the foot because the hardest difficulty you can play right out of the gate is normal yeah. and it has unlimited continues so you're gonna yep. beat it pretty fast yeah why are you wet is it good though is it a, like it's good for the short while it's time it's there yeah it was super fun but it's all okay. it, like it's I feel like for the length it's expensive is the problem. Like, I think it was twenty five dollars Canadian, something like that. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks normally. So, so it's on sale for us now for like twenty one Canadian. But yeah, it's usually like twenty five, I think. So, yeah, yeah no, no, it's super expensive. But like the thing is, is that if you like Contra three specifically, the Alien Wars, this is very much that. And yeah, I actually great. I compare it a bit more to uh contra hardcore because no i think depending mm. on what character you use you get different weapons which is exactly what hardcore did yeah um yeah the right other the ones gate, you don't unlock until later though which i'm yeah, glad no. <laughs> the yeah you right out of the gate you only have two characters to choose from and yeah. then once you beat the game you unlock the other two mm-hmm. but you also unlock hardcore mode which is the mode that actually has continues yeah uh boss rush and there's something else that unlocks too i forget what it is I think there was like a high score ranking mode you unlocked, but I was on an airplane, so I didn't exactly get to use it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, this is out on Game Pass as well, which is how I played it for free. And ah, that was okay. the perfect price for it. Yeah. $20 is steep. Fucking go for it. Yeah. Is it is it just PC Game Pass, though? Uh, maybe. I don't know anything about Xbox Game Pass. I don't know if it's on Xbox. I think it's supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be on all the majors. Mm hmm. 
but like I obviously I played it on it Switch since I was traveling. Yeah. Uh, six stages, uh, decently length stages. Like I said, going through the game your first time, you're gonna beat it because it gives you unlimited continues. <clears throat> yeah, but it was really fun. I I can definitely feel that game is fun with co-op. I like I that. that I like that the fact that the other characters you get later and uh, I've only tried yeah. one of them so far. I've only tried two of the four characters, but one of them is literally just Ryu from Ninja Gaiden, which it immediately gives it a thumbs up in my book because it's <laughs> yeah. literally like you don't you don't have a gun. You have a sword. You slash the sword. You have a little sword slash that shows up in front of you. You can charge your sword so you get a big sword slash that goes farther. But otherwise, you're just you're only fighting with a sword, which is yeah. great. And even like the default characters have wep- melee weapons as well if an enemy gets too close. I guess my biggest disappointment is that there are four characters, but <clears throat> the two beginning ones are, it's obvious why they're standard. They have weapons and like they want you to see the different weapons in the game. Yeah. Uh, can I can, can I be real mm-hmm. though? I kind of mm-hmm. hate the weapons the girl has, the default girl. I can't remember her name. But yeah, like I don't know nine times out of ten, I was using the default gun. I would switch to the charge beam <laughs> if I had a boss coming up and I or I'd switch to the grenade. But like I hated mm-hmm. the whip nine times out of ten. I just stuck with the machine gun and that just worked out fine. Well, they both got the same weapons. You could get all four. If oh, you they die. both they both have all four. Oh, that's a Which bummer. Is I was hoping they had different sets. Also, yeah, I was really hoping <laughs> for different. The character you're talking about that does a melee. The other unlockable character is the exact same. So there's only two <sighs> archetypes. There's gun character Man. or melee. Really? It's kind of of a bummer for $20. (laughs) I was really hoping that they were like, like different melee or like a combination. I, me too. Me too. Um, so what I'm trying to say is there's no reason for me to go back to this game, but I loved the time I had with it. So it's hard to recommend, but I think people should play it if they're able to cheaply, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, $20 $20 is too much for this thing, I think. And that's too bad because I strongly like if you're going to pick up one of their games, Odalis and Oniken, I think is the other one. Yeah. Um yep. are both fine for their prices. This is the first time I really kind of felt like you guys like didn't put enough in here. <laughs> Honestly, it's not it's like not there and it's kind of too bad because the quality of everything the animations the boss fights like everything in it is very good there's just not yeah. enough of it. it it is an excellent contra game if contra stopped at contra 3 mm-hmm. totally yep it's too bad yeah but, uh, still I, don't know. Good. I, I i still recommend it but i it's hard to recommend for the price that's the problem because if i like yeah. literally i beat it in like an hour it, yeah so so you're saying it's more of a rent just go to your blockbuster yeah, exactly and rent go to blockbuster give them your usb drive and say <laughs> i want to rent uh blazing steel or blazing chrome yeah uh it is on xbox one game it pass okay. as well all right cool if you have game pass 100 percent recommend it play it yeah you'll have fun especially if you like contra games uh if you like contra games play it but it might be not worth the price right out of the gate and i hate saying that because it's a good game but it's very short if you're if you're okay with a very short experience or you want a contra game you're going to replay a couple times because you get a different character set and you get a harder difficulty then by all means go for it i'm sure they probably do the the contra 3 thing where if you play through it on hardcore difficulty the final boss has more forms because honestly the final boss seemed too easy yeah yeah it felt a okay 
I'm not going to give away the final boss, but he does this thing. He goes into another form and then like he has two parts of that form that you like go into like an weird dimensional thing. After the second one, I thought for sure there was one final form, but the game ended and I was like, yeah, oh. so, which makes me think it's going to pull a Contra three. And if you play on hardcore, there's one more form or like that's what boss. I think, too. So I don't I can't confirm. I haven't gone back to it yet, but I think I might. I, I, I started playing through on normal with the, the ninja character. So, OK, cool. Yeah, I'd be I'd like to know. I think it is going to do something like that, too. But I hate that 3D part, like with a passion. The, the, where you're the tunnel floating. part or the final boss it. part? No, yeah, yeah the tunnel. It, it's it's really hard to dodge things with that perspective. Yeah, yeah and that's I burned a lot of lives there. Yeah, it made me feel like car sick while sitting at my computer. <laughs> like, I was, was sitting weird. in an airplane doing that stage. Anything I felt. <laughs> yeah, no, that's terrible. And it's weird because it switches. Like usually throughout the game, you can hold the button to lock your character and then move your uh, aiming reticle. But in mm-hmm. that part, you lock your aiming reticle and move your character around to dodge. And it's so off-putting. It's weird. But yeah, I don't know. That's a weird thing. It, it has local co-op, but not online co-op, I guess. Yes, mm. that's correct. It, it is very sense. much an arcade game, classic game, kind of like that. Yeah. They're an indie like thing going on, so... I don't think it's unfair to not expect online co-op for this. It's very their their games are very much in the vein of this could have come out on like Super Nintendo, basically. So uh like I said, yeah, I still recommend it, but it's just tough sell for the price and the length. Other than mm-hmm. that, uh, I played through the Messengers DLC Picnic Panic. Me too. Yep. Also I, very so I, short. <laughs> I tried yeah. to play it. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, you need to beat the final boss again yeah. to get Man, access to this. I, I went through this ridiculous rigmarole <laughs> trying to get this because the day it came out was the day I flew. So I downloaded a patch at first. Yep. yep. And then uh, I checked in the game. Yep. Uh, when I was on the plane and it was like, yeah, no, you, you can do this DLC, but you got to go to the eShop first to download it. Yep. So like, oh, this goddamn. exact thing happened yep. Yep. to me as well. So mm-hmm. I couldn't find it on the actual eShop page or when I went to like look in DLC for the messenger. So I went to the eShop and did a search for Picnic Panic to find it. Yep. Got it. Downloaded it. Got to yep. work and then found out I had to beat the game again anyways, because half yep. like between when the game first came out and I beat it and now they added new game plus mode and the DLC yep. is a new game plus thing. So I had to rebeat the boss. Thankfully, my save was at the final boss. So, yeah, my save is as well. Yeah, but it's been like uh, how long, like eight months or something since I played that game. I'm going to one up both of you then because oh, I God. fucked up. I oh, no. my save was at the boss, you, but I did thought you maybe your save you overwrite no, your save. No, I thought maybe I have to go to the shop and like see, or maybe like it's oh, in. You went back to, to the oh, tower. You went back to the hub. Oh no! I went back to the tower, and then I had to start the whole last level again to get to the final boss, and then beat the boss. So I oh, went, that's that that's what I would have to do. I went I'm on their like site the and, they, and they said look for like the neon palm tree and I didn't see yeah, one, but I noticed the orb the the orb actually had a prompt. 
Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, no, you needed you needed all the DLC to even get that tree to show up, which was silly. Yep. And I didn't have that because I didn't have that DLC, like you said. So when I loaded up the game after getting the patch, I was like, oh, awesome. It auto downloaded for me. Wait, where is it? Maybe it's in here. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I got lucky and uh, I was surprised that I, I don't remember the final boss being as easy as it was. Uh, yeah, he's not bad at all, actually. No, I was I was like, I remember having a hard time playing this the first time through. And then the second time I died once because I I screwed up and did the wrong dodge. But then I remembered like the cheese strap for that giant mask attack. That giant so, mask attack. OK, so then like the boss was a joke at that point. Yeah. Like, you know, the giant mask where it shoots these lasers and you're supposed to run oh, around just in circles and just like hitting him no. over and over. No, it's the one where there's a giant mask in the middle. He's sitting at the bottom and there's a laser chasing you. They want you to run around in circles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> if you use the grappling hook on the boss, you get iframes. So you just clip through the laser with no damage and keep hitting the boss back and forth. It makes him a joke. That's hilarious. Yeah. And that, and I was just like, okay, boss done. All right. Credits. DLC. Finally, we can go. Yep. So yeah, yep. the DLC is free. It just was a bit annoying to get on Switch and might be on other systems. Have to beat the game to access it first. Um, yep. it was I was right. seeing there's there was some issue with the uh, the Twitch version of it because it came to like Amazon like Twitch Prime as a free game. Yeah, and like, I remember that this. wasn't updating in time. Apparently, the other ones. Yeah, apparently Twitch had to be at, like wasn't responding about our Amazon. One of the two, I forget which. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. I don't know if it's there now. I didn't look into it. I also didn't play it when it was like redo the whole last area. I was like, I don't even remember how to play this game. Like, I'm out. This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, get your shit in order. I thought it was good <laughs> for what it's worth. I liked it. it. It was fun. It was harder than I expected, which was good. since yeah. It was like end of game DLC, which made sense. Yep. For uh, sure. But it was also shorter than I expected because it's three new areas. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, a really fun mode that I'm kind of sad they didn't make into an actual multiplayer mode. The race? The race it actually was really fun, and I kind of wish they made that into a multiplayer mode. There's two screens that I'm pretty sure show up as catch-up mechanics that you can't beat for the other boss. But yeah. yeah. There's two <laughs> there's, specific There's some mean ways. ones there. <laughs> yeah. I, the I felt fine. so angry because I think I went like four and oh but you need to get the five and then he just came he back and got four in a row and yeah. i barely won the last one i think by like a fraction of a second there's a catch-up mechanic in there for sure because i had to do that part multiple times because i fucked up on something and yeah. so oh yeah what happens if you fail the race i didn't like uh, it just the... counts you as dead okay but i thought the whole point was that your uh your greed demon died i, I we're spoiling things i guess i should stop <laughs> yeah i know it just counts we'll, you t- we'll like talk dead. about th- we'll talk about this off 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 cast but sure. yeah no yeah and that uh, ending no, fight that, is so that, good that fight was cool and then the boss fight right after at the end of the dlc was a big surprise to put it bluntly <laughs> very yep. unexpected but was yep. fun it was super good um i'm glad i actually had to replay the last level it got my um my finger muscles back into like how to play that game because some mm. of those mask pieces are fucked up <laughs> to get. Oh, there's one in particular I hated. <laughs> yeah, and I bet you you probably know which one it is. 
Is it the one with birds or the one with um, no? Okay, no, but that one of those sucked at first. Um, um, the one the with one closing with, gates. No, that one was fine. It's the okay. one with enemies that are jumping at you. Jumping at. I'm trying you to remember have, which one. You have is. to grappling hook them as they jump towards you. Otherwise, you don't make oh. any jumps. <laughs> Yeah, the long one and that they, you go across and then back up. Yeah, over that lava. one's mean. That one's super mean. It's bullshit. Yep. <laughs> That's and true. the thing you get for getting all those pieces kind of sucks. I'm not yep. gonna lie. Yep, it does. But it's also kind of neat in a way. Did you? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave that off cast. But like, it's a neat thing for those who really like that game and, and are playing through it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other things they unlocked too, which I didn't realize I had to look into. There's a couple of hidden things. There's one thing I straight up had to look up online because I could not figure it out. There was oh, one part of the I map I had them. no idea how to access, but oh. it's marked off with a door. So you know that you're supposed to be able to go through there. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a graphical glitch or something. I had to look it up and I'm like, no, there actually is a way to get there. It's it's very unintuitive. Oh, I'll tell you okay. about that off cast if you want sure yeah uh, for sure but yeah no the dlc is probably what two hours three hours yeah two to three i could see that yeah. uh two to especially, go especially if you're going th- for the yeah yeah mm-hmm. if you're going to get all the mass pieces and the feathers then yeah oh that last feather was a that pissed me off because i missed it the first time mm. and then i had to go back and do that whole level again just for that one part <laughs> i did that too yeah I hated I hated that specifically. I I really liked that DLC though. That's like the perfect free thing to keep me interested in that game. Come yeah, back. The to DLC it. was fun, and and they're teasing more, but they're also saying there's no guaranteed more. So it's weird that they would how they end ended it the it way is they weird. did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Basically, weird. yeah. I mean, it's not a spoiler to say it's a huge cliffhanger. That yeah. might, just might not get answered if they don't do something with it. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, at the con, they had a gaming area. We could just walk up, grab a game, go sit down and play it. So a group of four of us sat down and played a bunch of Dragon's Crown Pro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think you and I played did. that at some point a long Maybe? time ago. Maybe? Not Pro yeah, that on been, PS3. Yeah, that would have been a super ass long time ago. But yeah. We uh, we were just like, all right, man, what's a cool four player game? Yo, just you want to someone else grabbed it before I did because they saw the case. The case on it is is like a steel book that pops out. Mm. So I was like, yo, that game's a great beat em up. You want to go play that? And everyone's like, sure. So we just played like two or three hours of it at the con. Nice. Uh, nice. And I forgot how fun that game is. So I'm totally going to try to get a group together to play through it on stream or something because that is a fun beat em up. That is also an RPG uh, vanillaware yeah. game. Uh, I'm trying to think of what game they'd be best known for at this point. Probably Dragon's Crown, but I guess Odin Sphere would be the other game they're known for. Muramasa yeah. the Demon Blade. A couple of those games. Like they're very 2D artsy games. Uh fun beat 'em up, very akin to Dungeons and Dragons, the Capcom beat 'em ups that they put out. Yep. Uh you get six different character classes Amazon, Sorceress, Elf, Fighter, Dwarf and wizard or warlock i forget which one he calls himself uh but yeah like they all play somewhat differently they all have their own special abilities there's like weak attacks strong attacks combination specific abilities that you can use per character level up uh skill trees etc it's it's fun i honestly recommend it It it's a fun little garbage it's got a lot of length to it too i think it's like 20 plus hours 
but it is a fun cooperative beat em up with online and local multiplayer. Yep. That's Otherwise, I've uh, been playing Dr. Mario World. Okay, we talked about this last week, so uh, what are your thoughts? There's things I love about it, and there's things I despise about it. <laughs> okay. I I don't like this game. Okay, yeah, that's I fair. don't either. But go on. I, I don't mind these kind of games, uh, so that's probably why I didn't mind playing it so much. Mm-hmm. You can. It's very much modeled in a Candy Crush style game where uh, you have a screen, you have X amount of resources, and you need to figure out how to get through it. You get ranked mm-hmm. on how many with by your score. And once you clear a stage, you can move on to the next one or go back and use it. There's a stamina system. You get five hearts. Uh, if you beat a stage for the first time, you get an extra heart. Your friends can send you one extra heart per day. Um, and every heart recharges about half hour. There's also a multiplayer mode where you can play against other humans and uh, gain rankings. And those will get you more unlocks. The main idea of the game is that you are it's a gacha game where you are you pick your starting character out of three. You can go Dr. Mario. Yeah, Who did you pick? Uh, Dr. Bowser. Yeah, that's, yeah, I picked that as well. It's, he seems just so much better. He is, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight up, like uh, I, someone was talking to me. He was like, yeah, I, I was playing real seriously. Like the meta is like pick Bowser at the beginning, basically. He just gets rid of twice as much stuff. Yeah, he, like, li- he literally is just him? a better Mario, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, the multiplayer is slightly different than how it is normally. Instead of when a character does a combo, you get sent more like pills to block your pieces. You get sent more viruses now, which honestly, I prefer that way more. I honestly think I like the multiplayer in this way better than normal Dr. Mario multiplayer. Okay. And this is the versus mode, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't really touch this. Some, I think someone in the chat last week was like (laughs) mentioning it. Mm. Uh, I had just played the single player and I was like, I'm kind of just done with this. That's fair. If you don't like the single player, there's probably no point in playing the multiplayer as well. I mean, it's not even like the gameplay of it. I think I'm just like, there's so many meters and free to play stuff in there that I was just like, I'm tired of this. I don't need it. So many meters. What meters like stamina meters and uh, ways they can nickel and dime you mm. that I, it just kind of like turned me off. So I haven't hit a paywall yet. I'm at about stage 88, but I did have someone say they found their paywall was about 140. So I'm not too far away from it, but I can definitely see how they would ramp it up because every world you get to adds a new mechanic. And some of those mechanics are just so tedious in single player. There's literally one mechanic where they're just like, oh, yeah, to kill a virus, you have to kill it four times. Which is just stupid because wow. the, the How many worlds are there uh, right now, five worlds and each world has two halves to it. OK, uh, I'm at a point where the mechanics they've added was they can be frozen in a block, which means they take two hits to kill. They can be yeah. hidden in like Mario blocks like this, the, mm-hmm. the brick blocks. So you have to break those. Yeah. Um, they can be locked inside of a box and the only way to attack them is to open the key and you have to do that by matching three in a row. And, uh, there's also the life preserver, which literally gives them three extra hits. And every time you, you clear them, they move to a different part of the board, which can either be beneficial if they'll land, end up in a row with other ones or they'll completely screw over your combos. I think the one mechanic I do like that they added to the game is that, uh, when you take a, 
a pill piece and you break it apart or even when you don't and it's full if, if you have room you can move through solid objects to move the pills where you want them to go so if there's a yeah if there's if a gap at the bottom up. yeah if there's a gap at like the top of the board you can just move the piece up there and you'll be fine just move it through the other pieces i like stuff like that and i like how you can just move like pull out the pieces and just kind of let them slowly fall and then start chaining other things to let the pills make sense that's honestly what's made multiplayer so fun is being like, all right, here's three pieces here. Let's clear here, 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 here. Attack. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because I I didn't care for that new mechanic. I mm. like old Dr. Mario. That's fair. I don't like old Dr. Mario, so this felt refreshing okay. to me. So Sure. All right. And I think that might be a, an important line some people might draw. Like, some people might like prefer old style and some might prefer new. And I think that's going to be an important thing for people. The problem is with the game is, like I said earlier, it's a gotcha game where after you pick your default doctor, you have to get either diamonds or coins to do a random staff pull. And a random staff pull will either get you a new doctor or a new doctor's assistant. Each doctor can have yeah. two assistants working with them and they all have different abilities and you can get the same characters over again. And if you do, they level up and their abilities get better. But yeah. uh yeah, no, I don't know how many levels it takes to actually get anyone level up to max. At least they have said if you level up someone to max, they are pulled out of the, the staffing pool. So the odds for everything else goes up. But uh, they've, yeah, that's good. they've also teased a lot of DLC characters based on what some data mines found. So it's already hard to get what you want on the current setup. So it's going to get way worse later down the road. And have you put any money into it? Nope. And I don't plan on it. The point, if I, right. the point I get to where I need to put money in is the point I stop. That is my usual thumb, uh, rule of thumb for these kind of games. Okay. For a game for free, it's okay, but I can definitely see why people don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it. And that's the thing that matters to me right now. Yeah, for sure. Right. No, for, yeah. Yep. And that's all I've been playing. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump in because I got, just got a couple things here. Sure. I've played a little bit of Travis Strikes Again. Okay. Wow. No more heroes. Or, um, yeah, it was on sale for some reason last week, so I picked it up. Okay. I've only played through the first, like, I guess, game. Oh, so you didn't so even play two? Like, no. Well, after I beat the first game, I'm in some, like, kind of text-based thing now. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay, yeah. Um, Which I don't even know what this thing is, but it, it just keeps going. So I just keep uh, reading it, the story. It's, it's basically like the story. They they try the the ju- like the the main bit of the story is in that mode. So then, what's the main game? The main game is, just- is 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 the actual gameplay, and they add some story. But if you want like background on events that happened from like between No More Heroes two and now, you uh, you you read through the Travis Strikes Again part, which is the text based adventure game. Okay, yeah, he's searching for like the death balls or something. Yeah, the death balls are the are basically the worlds that you play in the actual like gameplay. Oh, so you're you're playing okay. the the console, which I can't remember what the, what it's called, the Death Drive Mark II or something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. It is it is the uh, system that you play in Let It Die. It's the sequel to that system. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah, I would not have remembered that. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a throwback. So uh, the idea is that this is a alternate this is alternate timeline, alternate reality uh, where things ended differently after this isn't canonical 
Technically, no. And apparently No More Heroes 3 happens before this, if it even happens in the same world. Okay. I mean, I couldn't really tell you any of the story from the other No More Heroes anyway. Well, especially considering you didn't play two, so. Yeah, I did play two. Yeah. I played I played through all of two. I didn't play through all of one. Oh, I thought you beat one for some reason. Because I remember I helped you no, get I through Shinobu and then handed you back your save. I don't think I finished. I don't think I finished one. I played through all of two, though, but I can't remember a single thing about it, except that you turn into a tiger. Yes, that is a thing. Yeah, that's about it. Um, this game is dull. I yeah, just I can see why people across like the board. It. Like, I mean, again, I've only played the first level, but the first level, I don't really think it looks very good. Mm. Um, I don't think the music's very interesting. Mm. Uh, the combat so far is uninteresting. I know I need to get more like special moves. Um, I also don't like the UI in terms of them like putting the two characters on the sides of the screen. Yeah, that especially that, when I'm playing single player, like I don't need to see bad. It, it really only times. makes sense in multiplayer, and now that they've added more playable characters. Right. Yeah. So I exact because it would show you your special moves if the second player was there, but because I'm not playing in multiplayer like give me some screen real estate back i I don't know um i'm gonna play a bit more but it's it just kind of seems uninspiring and it's not really yeah yeah if you were expecting no more heroes one or two out of this you would be very disappointed this this is very much like i i i knew to temper my expectations um and i'm I'm just i guess it's just kind of reinforcing everything i heard is it's just like kind of a dull experience yeah if you like suda's writing style and mainly just the writing, not really the cutscenes to back it up, then by all means work through it. But like I said, I don't think it's canonical. I think it's a side story. And I think No More Heroes 3 is going to kind of be the real timeline. But the other right. thing was this was meant to help fund No More Heroes 3, which is why I was there day one. And I enjoyed sure. the little bit of it I played. Like I got past the first uh, Strikes Again part where you were the text-based part. And then I got too busy to keep playing it. But uh, I have been debating going back to it recently because I've been like, I could really go to see where this see, I want to see where this goes. <clears throat> do you um, do you know what the season pass got me? Season pass got you two new characters, two new power ups, some bonus modes. Uh, I'm assuming shirts and see yeah, a extra lot of shirts, shirts, extra shirts as There's well. There's a weird assortment of shirts. There's like a shirt for like every game and and like it's the weirdest collection because there's some indie games that just kind of make sense there's like a hotline miami shirt like sure of course that's there but then there's shirts for like reigns <laughs> yeah no they, they they uh had a partnership with was it devolver i think it was because uh hot, there's a stage based on hotline miami in the game that would make sense because they even referenced Devolver Digital in a cutscene. Yeah, like this, this so is a weird. Originally, game. this game was supposed to be Travis was literally in worlds from indie games like Hotline Miami and a bunch of other games. But then they they wrote the scale back and they made it mostly like original worlds. And then there's a Hotline Miami themed world later on. So apparently, like the tie in that all the other games got was just shirts that Travis could wear because to support indie developers. Yeah, I'm wearing a Deadly Premonition shirt. Oh, I forgot there was a Deadly Premonition shirt. There's a Valhalla shirt. <laughs> there's a there's a 2064 Read Only Memories shirt. Like, 
it's weird the the pulls yeah. in this game uh the dlc uh, batch number one additional playable character shinobu uh, you can use her after beating the main game. Includes new Shinobu exclusive skills, two types. Also includes Badman version adventure part total six stories. So I think that's the text-based adventure for Badman. Uh, DLC 2 is okay. Bubblegum Fatale. Additional playable character, Bad Girl, who is uh, Badman's daughter. Uh, Isn't she dead? Isn't that the whole yes, premise of this game? Again, why it's a spinoff. She's... I guess she becomes she comes back to life or something. I don't know. I haven't. I, I don't know if that's explained in the story or if it's just like, yeah, no, it's just, she's a playable now. She's just in there. Yeah, can be used after clearing Killer Marathon. I don't know what that means. Uh, includes new Bad Girl exclusive skills, two types. Includes new stage Killer Marathon. Okay, so that's the DLC. Includes new skills unlocked after clearing clearing Killer Marathon, and also includes all new Travis Virgin adventure part. Total one new story. So it adds one last story part as well. So two characters, a bunch of uh, story parts, and uh, some new skills for both characters, and I guess the marathon mode. Yeah, we'll see how much more of this I I keep playing. That's fair. Um, And speaking of games that are just pretty boring, I played Big Crown Showdown. That name alone sounds boring. What is this? This is a Games with Gold title for this month, along with Meet the Robinsons, <laughs> that movie tie-in game. Thanks, Microsoft. Nice. So, games with gold at an all-time high this summer. That and a thousand. Big Crown Showdown <laughs> is... It's like a racing game. It's like a... So, it's a multiplayer racing game where you're just... You're just on these, like, weird contraptions and you gotta get to the end. It's It's polygonal. Um... It doesn't handle very well, and there's just like buzz saws and stuff you have to jump over. Great. That's about it, man. It's just a party game that that's not that I can't recommend. But it's free. Uh and the achievements come fast if you need some achievements, I guess. Great. Uh, but I basically played through every stage it had in like <clears throat> I don't know, like an hour. So and I won the big crown. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, I won the showdown. I got the big crown. Uh, Paul, what have you been playing? Uh, I played a game. Play is a strong word. There's an interactive movie you can get called She Sees Red. Uh, And this is more so even than like walking simulators, story based things, because you don't control anything. It's one of these like short films that when a plot point comes up, you decide like to hide or go this way. And then you will push that button and it'll continue playing like that scene. So it's Dragon's Lair. Uh, it's less gameplay than that even. It's more like a short movie and then like you choosing what chapter to switch the DVD to, to for the next like bit to play through. Like a choose your own adventure sort of thing. Um, okay. It's totally fine. It's like made by a Russian indie studio or something called like Rhino Tales or something. It's like eight bucks Canadian and like the idea is is that you're finding out what's going on in this uh like mystery thriller thing i'm guessing it's about revenge or something i'm still not exactly sure because you're supposed to watch it multiple times and every time you watch through it and choose a different thing you'll get like different parts of the story happening and like honestly the reason why i'm talking about it is i think it's a neat little like film thing that is competently shot and actually like 
looks better than some movies I've even watched recently. Like, it's really kind of impressive for what's a small studio or something in Russia, I think. So it's in Russian or dubbed English, and the dubbed English looks terrible because the lip syncing is completely off. Um, well, yeah, it's a different language. What do you expect? Yeah, no, I watched it in Russian with English subtitles, and there are 16 different languages worth of subtitles in this. So no matter what language you speak, it's likely that you can like see it. And yeah, it's just a cheap interactive movie that I think people should check out called She Sees Red, uh, if okay. you're so inclined. Um, other than that, Risk of Rain 2 had a big update a couple weeks ago, and I finally got around to it this week called like... I did not know about this. Scorched Acres. Yeah, it came out uh, the 25th of June. Um, and it added a whole bunch of stuff. It added a new level that can sometimes replace the snow level as your third stage in a loop. So okay. there's two third stages now. Uh, it added a new survivor named Rex, which is a weird plant robot hybrid thing. Uh, his main gimmick is doing a bunch of damage at the expense of your health and then like an ability that can restore your health if you hit with it. Or, of course, you would just stack health items to like negate it. Um, it has a new boss. Is there an ending yet? Can you beat it? yet? No, this is just okay. like adding some more stuff. So there's is this based on the the risk of rain one like volcano stage? No, this is okay. a completely different thing. All right. Uh, there's a new enemy type uh, that is a dude with a machine gun. Basically, it's kind of like lackluster in its design, but it is what it is. Uh, there's another new elite type called Malachite, which is the most annoying thing I've ever played against in this game because it like can negate your healing and just is the tankiest fucking garbage ever and takes forever to kill. Um, OK, they added is elite the ones that come when you hit the portal. Uh, no, they can just spawn at higher difficulties oh, okay. more often. Um, there are like indicators for chests now, so you can tell which chest will give you damage items, healing items, or utility items. Uh, so you can build your run okay. more accordingly, depending on your money. Uh, there's a bunch of new items. I won't go through all of them, obviously, uh, but they're in there and they're kind of neat. And they just did a few balancing issues with the different characters. The biggest one being the artificer or the wizard class or whatever you would want to call it now um, hovers when you hold the jump button, which is something it desperately needed to be able to move around because that class dies very easily and consistently needs to be moving. And uh, yeah, it's really, really cool free update. So if you have that game, maybe check it out and see that new character and do the new challenges that are in there. Uh, yeah, that includes you, Sean. You should check it out. I should. Yeah. Uh, I want to. The big one, I guess, is Griftlands came out in an early access alpha type build on the Epic Game Store. So I decided to check that out. And for people that don't know what Griftlands is, it's that Clay Studios... Um, weird card based rpg thing that they showed briefly at e3 yeah card battlers are hot yeah so think slay the spire but also with a conversation system that is also like slay the spire uh right that was the unique thing is you could talk your way through stuff with cards yeah um and that goes 
beyond like they showed just kind of the basic like you can get this guy on your side and he'll help you in the next battle or whatever but like one of them is i negotiated more of a reward for my services and like what happens in the conversation wheel basically is that um when you're in that battle or whatever you have these two circles that are going around and they kind of show like what the other person's like arguments or what they're about to bring up is kind of like the next attack sort of thing. But you can like also attack different things on them to like change the outcome. So specifically for it's hard to explain, but specifically for asking for more money from someone for doing a job for them uh, after I've done the job already, they have like three unique bubbles in their like speech wheel thing. Right. And then it says, like, if you destroy this one, they're going to add 12 gold. If you destroy this one, they're going to add another 40. If you destroy this one, it's like another like 120 or something. And like you attack those specific things to get that reward. But when you do, it increases their impatience or whatever. And the that will make their attacks against you harder to like deal with so it's kind of this weird the conversation thing is this weird balance of trying to get what you want from them without pissing them off so much that they can like one shot you and like turn down the argument completely it's actually like much like real life yeah exactly it's um it's not at all intuitive but it's kind of neat and it worked better than i thought it would uh, I, During these conversations, what are you looking at? Like, are you physically fighting or are they just talking to each other? You're looking at like their two portraits, like as if it was like a cutscene with dialogue at the bottom right. or whatever. But around them are literally two like rotating like orbit wheels. And on those wheels are like different talking points or whatever or different like buffs. Right. But when you say like if you break this bubble... Are you actually like using an attack on the bubble or is the character just saying something? No, you're playing a card and then like targeting the bubble or their, I don't even know what's called. I think it's resolve. So resolve in this situation is like their hit points where you can end the conversation by just like completely browbeating them out and then just like winning the conversation because they know they no longer like want to have this discussion with you essentially but okay but then that just that's just a metaphor though right it's just in like narratively they're just talking narratively they're just talking right it's not a metaphor so much as it's like a number representation of when this conversation is going to end so you're i the idea for like that situation of getting more money out of somebody is trying to like get those numbers down so that like they'll give you more and then finishing the fight off or whatever it's weird it's hard to explain without seeing it and honestly even when you see it the first couple times it doesn't make sense that much really uh i think they could do a better job of maybe showing that off in the ui and i'm sure they will because this is again just like an early access thing this game isn't slated to come out till next year yeah um but yeah it's totally fine the other stuff in there is unremarkable uh like it doesn't do it that's the new thing it really does the other stuff is basically if you play the slay the spire it's the same thing you can play cards to do different attacks on different things and like different synergies and whatnot so the battle system is pretty much the same as you would expect 
but there are RPG elements in it that you can take different jobs because you're like a bounty hunter in this world. So you take different jobs from different people and get money and like befriend people by buying them drinks and chatting with them. Like, yeah, it's one of those games otherwise. But cool. It's a roguelite in that when you die, you die and you start the very beginning again. And so far, there is only one character and one basic like line that you can go through for everything. It's about an hour's worth of content, so it might be a little steep for, what is it, $15, $20, something in there, asking price? I think 15 American. Um, So, yeah, but I just wanted to check in and say that Clay hasn't let me down yet, and this doesn't look like they're going to either. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I like Clay. I like card battlers. Yep. Then this is something you should check in at some point for sure. Uh, When they add more obviously, because it's a little bare bones right now, but it's cool. Uh, That's it for me. Then let's do some news. What do we got for news? Paul, you can start us off with what you grabbed. Yeah, uh, Ubisoft released the full game list of what you can expect from their subscription service coming up, and I'm not going to go through all of it because it's like a hundred and something games or something like that. Uh, right, this is Uplay Plus. Uplay Plus, right. Uh, I guess the big ones for me is that basically every Assassin's Creed is on here. So if you've ever wanted to play like any of those, they all seem to be on here except for which one is it? I thought they were all on there. I think there was one that wasn't and I can't remember which. All right, let me double check because I'll know. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, the other stuff is all the Far Cries are on here, so you can check those out. Um, For me, it was Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six Siege, the ultimate four-year edition, which gets you everything. This is a great way to play that with, like, friends or whatever for 15 bucks a month. Uh, But Breakpoint, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is coming to this, so that's going to be... A great way to play that without buying it outright if you want to. Watch Dogs Legion Ultimate is going to come to this as well. So, yeah, there's a few different... It's going to basically be like their EA access sort of thing where they're going to have their new okay, games I found Okay, I found the one it's missing. Which one? Uh, it's missing Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery for the DS. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, that's uh, you can get a GameStop copy of that for 15 bucks pre-owned. Oh, man. (laughs) That's as much as this whole service is, though. Uh, Yeah, so it's going to be one or the other for at least one month. Also, is this thing $15 a month? $15 a month. Yeah. Wow. Um, Being serious, though, I think it has every mainline Assassin's Creed. It even has, like, Liberation and stuff. Oh, does it have Uh, Liberation? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Three and Liberation. That was just remastered recently with three. Mm -hmm. Um. And it has all the Chronicles games, too, so I believe it has everything. Cool. Um, I can't really think of any games yeah. Uplay Plus is missing from Ubisoft. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I guess like they got like every Google. Rayman. They got all the Prince of Persia's, including 2008, and the Forgotten Sands, which no one played. <laughs> I forgot about Forgotten <laughs> Sands. I, I played through it twice. Yep. I put that on my shelf recently and forgot that I owned it. <laughs> That came out at the same time as the movie. That's technically a movie tie-in game. Wow. 
despite being in the Sands of Time timeline. And also, like, not ha- having Jake Gyllenhaal in it. They did not make it look like him. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the new stuff coming out that's going to be on this make it a little more interesting to me. Like, Breakpoint, uh, Legion, Watch Dogs, and Legion. Gods and Monsters. Uh I have used EA Access or EA Vault or whatever the hell they call it before to cheaply play a new EA game for like 10 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever it is um, when it came out rather than buy it outright and then forget about it. And I would say that since I like Ubisoft games more than EA, this is just an easier thing to recommend the, for the people. The price that hike yeah. makes it a little harder just personally, because uh, at fifteen a month, you would have what is that like mm. three ga- three full price games a year will cover it. Sure, because you'll get sixty bucks in four months, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, th- so if, if there's three full price games you want, mm-hmm. then you're good. Yeah. Most other services, y- it's less, right? Sure. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like going I- to buy Breakpoint anyway mm-hmm. because I'm still like currently playing wildlands so i know i'll be playing breakpoint uh if i didn't have siege this is the perfect way to actually play right now because it has every operator unlocked and like all that stuff so you can actually just play whatever and got like being able to check out gods and monsters and legion for the price of that is probably going to be okay as well that being said if you already have like all the operators in siege and you have most of like the assassin's creed game like there's no reason why you would have to get this, but for people that might want to like catch up on some of this stuff, I think $15 is fine for these games anyway. Cause a lot of them you'll probably forget about and then just cancel your subscription anyway after a few months. At least that's what I'm assuming. I think what they're really going to go for is the people like doing stuff like breakpoint or like wildlands consistently and siege and stuff and they'll like continue paying $15 a month for that access rather than the one-time purchase but well let's be honest what they're actually going for is the people that forget that they signed up for this thing and get charged $15 for nothing every month holy sh- what the what hell was, was that? that that was i have no idea yikes jeez something's going on outside yeah um what were we talking about you play yeah i don't know a gunshot or something uh yeah no so there's a bunch of games you can check it out for yourself and if it's something worth you think is worth getting i think you could do worse than that but again i i personally like to just buy the game and have it i don't know uh tetris effect is coming to pc next week the epic game store nice. on the 23rd 23rd wow yeah. that game's good epic game store huh yep and what is and it? right now it has a pre-order discount uh i think you'll save at least american about nine bucks eight or nine bucks yeah it's like 30 something so that makes sense uh that interests you paul i don't you're i think you're the only one who hasn't played it yeah yeah, you should. That's a good game. Yeah. Especially if it's a little bit cheaper. I'll probably still wait uh, for it. I think it's so. the same price. I think it launched at 40 I believe. Because I remember people being like, $40 for Tetris. Yeah. 
for us it was like closer to 50 that makes sense 40 something yeah so i think so um all right uh the new stories that i grabbed this first one is that apex is going to be adding in um to deal with their cheaters they're just going to make the cheaters play against other cheaters which i think is funny and great it's yeah really that's what a good idea done that sooner honestly yeah um I'll read this post from uh, the community manager over on Reddit. He said, we know reports of cheaters, especially in ranked, have been a hot topic. So this week we wanted to provide a little visibility into some of the work that's been going on behind the scenes to combat cheating. Um, And then he goes on to kind of break it down that they'll just kind of get put together, um, which that's a great idea. Yep. Do other games do this? Uh, Um, There was some fighting game that did something similar, but. I think they changed their mind halfway through for some reason. Yeah, Dota definitely does something where if you are like flagged as being a shitlord, you are put in the garbage pile with other shitlords. So every game is just a bunch of like people talking shit and like yelling at each other. At at some point, if you're like part of that group, you just like get thrown into MMR hell with a bunch of like shitty people. Um, but no, I, nothing specifically with cheating. I don't think. As I'm skimming this article, apparently they implemented a similar system in Titanfall. Um, um but games like Max Payne three and grid two also did this. Hmm. Uh, this article also continues to say there's evidence of developers setting cheaters apart from the rest of their online populations as far back as 1997's cron x a turn-based strategy game that banished disruptive users to an in-game antarctica where they could only play with one another amazing great um anyway i just thought that was kind of cool uh and then i guess it kind of turns into who can cheat the best so good luck to them plants versus zombies 3 has been revealed Ooh. Uh, or it's been announced that it's officially in development. Oh. Pre-alpha is already available on the Google Play Store. And it's currently what? full. Although I just tried signing up for it right now, and it says queue is yeah, full. Only a limited number of downloads is available per day. Yep, so, so maybe tomorrow. check back. Yep. Um, I'm curious what, what kind of avenue this one takes, because I remember when 2 came out, it was super microtransaction-y. Yeah. Which definitely turned me off. A I, lot of people think, hated it because of that. I think they changed that originally, so I think it's a lot different if you if I went back to it now. So I'm kind of curious how 3 will launch and what kind of state that will be in. Well, I can tell you from one of these screenshots, you can see Store is definitely there. And Right, I'm sure it has something in it, And it's the it, right? first tab with a giant like number indicator to see what new things there are in it. Uh, otherwise, this looks like just kind of the same game, but with some updated graphics. And I kind of like the updated look. It looks a little more like claymation-y or something you would see in Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I think Ooh, is kind of a cool look. I think you just got my interest with that. Uh, if you click on that... I think this looks just like mm-hmm. regular Plants vs. Zombies. It's less... Because it's a little more cel-shaded. It's a little, a little more, more cel-shaded, yeah. yeah. Like, if you click on that story that he linked and then click on the, like, get it on Google Play, you'll see the screenshot I'm talking about. I think I'm going to try signing up for this maybe at midnight or, like, or later on. Because I am interested to see what it's like. 
You know, it's a good game. Plants vs. Zombies won. Yeah, no, for sure. That game rules. There's a reason why it's big. It became big. I didn't pay attention to a lot of college classes because Mm -hmm. I had that on my iPod touch. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't say I went that far, but yeah, I thought it was good. (laughs) Um... Okay, there's an, another Picross game coming, and it's tied to some anime thing. Sure. Did, did either of you look this up? Yes, I did see there's this. There's a P- Picross RPG. Overlord, I think, is the actual anime it's tied with. The game is called Picross Lord of the Nazarick. Yeah, it is very much the same team that does all the other Picross games, so it is Jupiter. Mm-hmm. But it's Jupiter, yeah. It's some tie-in with an anime. Does that Does that mean you won't play it? It's I'll play it, but I'm not matter? done S3. I still have so much of S3 left to do. Mm, yeah. This is going to have Pacross, Mega Pacross, Clip Pacross. What's that? Clip Pacross is where you're playing Pacross. Uh, you're doing the normal Pacross modes, and every couple that you clear, you unlock a part of a big picture in a separate mode. Okay. And then Color Pacross? Color Pacross is... is colors so like mm-hmm. instead of having to just fill in black or an x you had to fill in like red blue white etc okay apparently it comes out a week from today yeah yep. it's next week i'm kind of interesting or i'm interested in the fact that it's an rpg oh i couldn't care less about that i'm just excited for more or, maybe, or not, not not sorry not rpg but a story-based one that's interesting to me mm-hmm. um how much is it I don't know. It is it is a switch game. Probably though. standard price if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. I'm, but what standard for Picross or standard for standard video for games? Picross. Okay, yeah, I can't see this being sixty dollars. I don't know how much <laughs> would you pay for this. Uh, whatever the normal Picross price is, what I think is like twelve bucks Canadian. Um, I bet it's more than that. I bet it's, it's probably fifteen plus. Fifteen twenty. I yeah, would make. Right. Yeah, I would pay a maximum of twenty Canadian. I think myself. I think it might be I think I would pay max 20 American. Th- that's my guess is it might be that. Yeah, I could um, see that. <clears throat> well, I'm curious for when you guys play it and you can tell me, should I get this one or just get a regular per cross? <laughs> Did you play um, S3? I don't think I've played any. I think I've only played S1. Was that the first per cross on Switch? Yes. S? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the only one I played. Have you, let me turn this, let me turn the tables around. Have you played Pacross 3D round two? Yeah. That's a good Pacross game. There's, and I still got puzzles in that. There's, but I'm not turning few Pacross games at this point that I haven't played because I keep looking for them. Well, have you played Waters of Nazareth or whatever this one? I already closed the tab. <laughs> Waters anyway. of yeah. Nazareth? It's <laughs> my favorite Justice um, song. Damn it. I haven't played one. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a, there's another new Switch model on its way. Um, uh-huh. This one will be replacing the standard model. Uh, it has a bigger battery. Right. That's it. So it's just an update. No form factor changes. Still has a bad DS or D-pad. <laughs> um, it is also still a bad DS, I guess, technically. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But yeah, so replacing the $300 model, longer battery life, not substantially longer, but it seemed like you would add like, you know, three or four hours, depending on what you're playing. Uh, Which is cool. It'll all this is coming mid August. And uh, the nice thing is it's going to have a different box, so it'll be easy to like 
make sure you're buying the new one and not the old one. And it's not like a weird 360 thing where you need to be like checking the serial number to see which version you're getting on the inside because all the boxes look the same. You were right. It's going to be about $13 because it's 1,080 yen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the cross game, not this Switch. Yeah, no. It's this, this Switch is going to be much more Damn, than Damn, what a deal. I'm going to go get that now. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't here for the announcement of the light, John. What did you think about that? It makes sense for them to make it, honestly. Yeah. It's not for me, but... Are you going to get one? No. Okay. If you had to, what's the best color? Ah, shoot. I forget which colors were there. The yellow one I remember being good. Yeah, there's yellow, gray, and turquoise. I'm looking up the colors now. And then the Pokemon one. Oh, that gray is actually really strong, too. They're all kind of good. I'd probably get the gray. Wow, that's my least favorite by a mile. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Someone had to buy it. I'm, they I'm, made it for me I'm all and about, only me. I'm all only about that yellow. Yeah. That yellow, the yellow was one. also really strong. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and last bit of news is that Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out on Halloween, and that's fun. Yeah. Good time for it. Um... As a big fan of Costume Quest, also coming out in October years ago, I am here for more Halloween games on Halloween. I just want more seasonal games around the holiday. That's always a super fun time. Man, I really liked Costume Quest. What a good time. Yeah, Costume Quest 2, also good. There's also a TV show, and it's out, I believe. I did never looked into it. Yeah, me neither. Didn't know about it. But uh, Costume Quest is very good, yes. Yep. Okay, that does it for news. Uh, let's go into some questions. If you want to send questions, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. Paul, do you want to start us off with these episode names? Hell yeah, I do. All right, starting from May 23rd, Rich with Fish is the title. What? I Rich don't think I was here for this. With fish. May May 23rd, is that what you said? May 23rd, yep. Where were you, John? I would have been... Is this Borderlands? I would have been at uh, Momocon. Okay. Yeah, there was like that three-week period where you were gone. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is this going to cover that? Yes. All three of okay. them, I think, yeah. Rich with fish. Paul, any ideas? <laughs> no. <laughs> no idea. No, not at all. I don't remember saying rich with fish. Okay. So the context is... Uh, apparently, I was explaining the monkey paw style wish system of Twisted Metal, and your understanding of that led you to believe that the title might be a result if you wish to be rich. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Right. That's the twist is you're actually rich with fish. Okay. I, bre- I vaguely remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the week after on the 30th, I want closure on my Picross puzzles. I might have been home for this. Yeah, this sounds like a John. Because I don't All remember I can think this. About is, does it have something to do with like seeing the picture when you're done? I think Paul said this, actually. It's either me or John, but I don't remember this at all. It was probably talking about how I was getting Picross fatigue while playing through it, and I felt like I needed a break, but I still don't like waiting till the next one to start playing it, because I feel like I need to finish the game that sounds sure that sounds that's the best i can come up with right now okay 
The context is uh, John being upset that Picross E9 has not been released outside of Japan. Oh, okay. Okay. That also makes sense. I forgot all about right, that. Right, because we looked up how many Picross games had actually come out, and I commented yep. that there was a couple of <laughs> E games that we I hadn't played. Yep. Uh, okay, June 6th. Your insider information has no hold on me. I, June 6th. Okay, this is probably something to do with you working at GameStop. E3 and me working at GameSpot. Yeah, yeah. Did you say stop? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, it happens. Uh, I think that's exactly what it is. I don't know what specifically. Okay, context is... Yeah, no, during E3 predictions, uh, apparently, I guess, there would be information on a Jedi Fallen Order, and you said that there was al- it was already going to be there. I then accuse you of having insider information and ask the audience to hit him up on Twitter for that. Okay. Did anybody hit you up so, on Twitter asking for insider no. information? Okay, good. I don't have... No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> Okay, uh, after that is the E3 episode, the 13th. Uh, The alcohol was free, and I liked the games. That would be a quote about the dude who was yelling during the (laughs) uh, Bethesda conference. As I said, I I followed that guy on Twitter. I knew who it was, and that's what he posted on Twitter saying. Okay, I would not have remembered that. Okay, uh, context, John knew guy, the guy screaming at Bethesda's show. This was their reason for screaming. Okay, uh, a little bit after that, on the 19th, it's mentally exhausting as well as murdering them. It's mentally what? exhausting as well as murdering them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, have any I don't idea. Was I here for this week? Uh, the 19th? I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to look it up here. Uh, context. Apparently, we were asked about what comedy or rom-com characters you would put in Mortal Kombat. The suggestion of Adam Sandler and Click came up, and it was agreed that his fatality would be fast-forward the enemy to their death where they're alone. I think I was here for this. I remember the click conversation. <laughs> yeah, I That's, barely remember that, that, that it. That is still funny. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, 27th of June. Stupid. <laughs> Thank God you're on the front line. What? Uh, June 27th. Yeah. I have no Thank idea. Thank God you're on the front line. I somehow remember something like this, but I don't know what it was in context here. I think this sounds like something Paul would say. Yeah, I think this is a... uh, I don't know what it's in reference to, so I'm going to just say... Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, let's see. Uh, Apparently I said this sarcastically after Sean Voice's unenthusiastic opinion of Harry Potter Wizards Unite, specifically mentioning saving a newspaper from a gust of wind. Right, Mm -hmm. yes. (laughs) I do, yes. Okay. Now I remember. That was shitty. <laughs> uh, July 4th. It's probably better than this one. That is so vague. What? Yeah, I don't know. It could Canada be a few Day things. versus America Day? It's pro- 
probably better than this one. I don't think so, but I have I don't have a better guess. Yeah, I'll go with it too. Context was Sean was plugging a 14 year old who made a Mario Maker two and Little Big Planet three. He said the kid didn't have oh. a podcast, but then said he probably does, and that's better than TDP. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So stupid! Wow! And I know exactly what the context of this one is uh, for the next week, for last week. Uh, so last week, July 11th, he's making us talk less. Right. Yes, because John wasn't here. And I said, because when he is here, we he makes us talk less. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have it. I'm not even uh, fine. I'll read it. I was going to say, I'm not even going to look at the context, but he wrote what it. What do you here, mean so I make read. you talk less? So, yeah, no, it, I mean, that was the joke, right? So, uh, context was talking about how John not being here made the questions more intriguing and the answers more in depth. That is not wow. what I said. I did not wow. say that. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> that all you. He has y'all. changed the context of that. <laughs> fuck all that is y'all. Not God true. damn. All I'm saying is that. We as a host don't write in the questions, guys. <laughs> you guys are the ones. That's a good point. Okay. It's not our... I'll read this first yeah, question. Go for it. From VGC Kenny. Should every game series that goes on for a long time eventually get a shakeup that is the equivalent to Breath of the Wild in terms of how much it shakes things up? Or is there a benefit for, the ga- for some games to more or less... Uh, know what you're getting into when you buy a game in the series. <clears throat> that is a sentence. <laughs> okay. I, I think there, there is a that. benefit to being formulaic. Yeah. Like the people know what they're getting into when usually when they get a Zelda game, but I, I think it's just, it's just the span of time. I think it just depends on how long it's been doing the same thing before you feel like it needs something new. Also, I bet the developers get bored about making the same game over and over again. Yeah. Like, do you think anyone is excited to be working on Madden? <laughs> yeah, probably. There's probably yeah. one or two okay. people there <laughs> that are just stoked about Madden. Um, should every game? Like, no. I They don't have to, I guess, but it's nice when there's some difference. I guess I'm going to fall more on the, on the should. Uh, yes, especially if it's been going for a long time. Like, I'm going to want something new. I'm going to just I'm gonna, this happens frequently with a lot of games uh, where something will come out so similar to it. Maybe it's a sequel or whatever. And I just play so much less of it because I already played this game. Well, then you should stop paying money for that thing. People should sure. be voting yep. more for the new thing if that's what they want rather than just buying it. Okay. Next question. Who wants to I take it? Uh, John, why don't you Yoga take Sapien it? writes in and says, is there a game that you love, but you'll also never go back to play it because of something with the game? For example, Pokemon Crystal is probably my favorite game of all time, but I can't really return to it because the mechanics are so outdated. Yeah. I feel like there's so many answers. I'm trying to think of one. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Any like online game that is shut down? Yeah, <laughs> almost, almost any classic game. I can't go back to like Game Boy Tetris because there's so many. Right. Tetris is, itself has improved over the years. Sure. Yeah, no flying whales and yeah, exactly. star creatures. <laughs> uh, there's right. no music I could change the rhythm to based on how I play. Exactly. You'll never go back to you. 
I think the one thing people forget about Game Boy Tetris is that you can't rotate pieces that are touching the wall, and that really right. sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember. Most that. Most people okay. don't remember that. Yeah, rose tinted glasses and all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess another way to to word this question is like, is there a game that's very like time and place? Sure. And kind of and kind of doesn't hold up anymore, right? And unfortunately, this makes me think of like Burnout Paradise, mm. right? They made the remaster and they didn't update any kind from anything from besides the graphics. Right. And it was like, this feels kind of old now. Like racing games have evolved. But, you know, it's still my favorite game. I do like their example of Pokemon because I really liked Pokemon Red, but trying to go back to that is fucking terrible. Um, I think the Legend yeah. of Zelda one is definitely one of those things that if you've mm-hmm. played it once, you won't go back to it. I almost feel like the first game in almost any franchise has that issue. That's Even Mario true. Brothers one is a bit like that. Yeah, that's true. I I'm rarely going to choose Mario original Mario Brothers or I guess original Super Mario Brothers. I don't ever want to play Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing throwing me out throwing me off a little bit in the question is you'll never go back it's like well i mean i would play mario one again at some point but like yeah i wouldn't go to your head i wouldn't choose that's your only option like i'll I'll pick up that nest controller i'll play through it (laughs) you'll never go back i i I think it's just being a little hyperbolic totally it's just a game that you you would like you wouldn't voluntarily yeah totally for sure probably also any game that had like a remaster or remake like i know i'll never play the shadow of the colossus on ps2 ever again because i have it on yeah. ps4 and like even people that bought it again on ps3 probably would just go to that but like i'll never play that version again sure but is that only because it would just be difficult to like hook up a ps2 at this point no it's because it is legitimately the worst version of that game can you think of a, of a of a game where the remaster is not considered better? Silent Hill 2, specifically, yeah, if I had to make they, that obvious. They screwed up the thing and the fog doesn't show up, which means everything up. is visible. <laughs> okay, right. All, All right. atmosphere is gone. Mm-hmm. Also, there were some weird problems I remember people saying about the crash bandicoot one because they updated a lot of graphics and how the like thing looks but they didn't upgrade a lot of how it actually plays so everything feels a little off because of it i never played it myself so i can't attest but i played the first game in it and i mean it it just kind of feels like an old game but i i i hadn't played the original and i assumed they wanted that because they didn't want to mix it up too much Mm. Okay, uh, next question from Suku Suku. Do you think they'd ever make a second screen attachment for the Switch? With the 3DS dead, there's nowhere to go for games that rely on two screens. 100% nope. Yeah, no, I don't think so. The best you're going to get is turning your Switch sideways. Yeah, I could actually see that. games do support that. Yep. For sure. I think, yeah, like... 
they'll just d- develop around it. They'll just make it work on the Switch, obviously. Like, I don't think anyone's being sitting there being like, I have the perfect DS game, and until the DS2 <laughs> comes out or whatever, it's... I'm not gonna make it. They like, did. That was a 2DS. I, I was trying to think the, of games. What are some games that, like, would really require the second screen? Because, obviously, they're be Nintendo games, right? I'm trying to think of some games on the... Uh, DS and 3DS, and like a lot of the ones that I liked, they just kind of made the second screen just like a map or like giant buttons, or at worst, they made it like an area that you would have to control the 3D like shooteriness of it, like Metroid Hunters or whatever with the camera. Yeah, out of out of all the games I played on the DS, the only game that jumped to mind immediately that would probably benefit from having two screens and even then could get around it. Henry Hatsworth. Mm. Because the top screen was the platforming game and then the bottom screen was the puzzle game. So you had to jump back right. and forth. Okay, well, with that, two. I could say the world ends with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have made versions without that, but it's just, it's not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Well, I think, I think the point is, is can you think of any DS game that it just could not be transitioned? Like they couldn't figure out a way to put it on the Switch? Or onto you know a regular console. I'm sure honestly, there are there, answers. There's got to be. You got to be mostly fine, honestly. It would be a bit more cumbersome, mm-hmm. like World Ends with You is, but it could work. Mm-hmm. Right. One, the one that came to mind, but it's not even because of like the two screens so much. Is just the form factor is Hotel Dusk, right? Because you held it like a book, mm. so you would kind of lose that part. But apart from that, the game would be totally fine as is. You would just lose the whole holding it like a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then apart from that, I can also think of there's a few games where part of the puzzle involves closing right. the lid. Yeah. So, again, you could easily just design around that, but you would lose that. That's like specific puzzle would not work. Rather than hold it like a book, if they remade Hotel Dusk or something, you could hold it like a cell phone, though. So that could be kind of neat. Like a huge, giant cell yeah. phone. Yep, you could. I mean, but that would just be a different thing because totally. it, it would be a new game. Sure. Um, yeah, but I guess like what I'm getting at is not saying what would fundamentally change because obviously there's a lot of games that would. For example, Zombie U on the Wii U is a better game than Zombie, which is the exact same game on the PC because half of the reason that game was like kind of terrifying is that you would have to actually look at down at your uh, pad to do your inventory management and things could sneak up on you while you were actually like looking through your backpack essentially and you just can't get that on one screen so there's a lot of games that would change but like what would fundamentally not work because the world ends with you would change but that thing's out on switch so like what i'm saying is i don't think there's any games that you need a 3d a ds a second screen for it would just maybe be like shittier somehow a bunch of people in the chat said Etrian Odyssey, and the only thing I can think of is the bottom screen, I think, was used to draw the map while you were playing with it. Mm. But, uh, I mean, you can just press a button to but, bring the I map mean, up. With the so, Switch, yeah. could you not just, like, hit map button and then with your finger draw yeah, the map? Like and L or something? Hit close map button? Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be as good, but it's an option. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exa- exactly. I think, uh, and that's why I think that they would never do a second screen attachment because there's nothing that would. Like, even though you would get the crappier experience, 
I don't think anything fundamentally needed a second screen. It was just a cool thing that they utilized. Right. And they, yeah, they've developed around it before because, like, every Professor Layton game is now on phones. Sure. Or not all of them, but like they're like most of them are coming. Right. All Phoenix Wright games are on phones, but I guess that started from Game Boy Advance, so it doesn't matter anyway. Right. Um, you definitely lose something. And I guess that's why the only reason, the only thing I was able to come up with was an actual form factor thing and not a two screen sure. thing. Is I needed, I needed that hinge. Maybe that was the killer feature. We, we didn't even realize it at the time. <laughs> it was that hinge. Yeah. Game and Wario on the Wii U required two screens. I mean, I am interested if somebody has an answer. I would like like write in and let me know. I just can't think of it right now. And it's kind of hard to think on the spot anyway. There's been so many times where like I've thought of an answer to a question like four days later. Just like, oh, damn, that would have been like a good call (laughs) for that question. But right all right, that does it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, it is topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your games of the week? Mm. Mm. I'm going DLC. to give it to the Apex that I played this week. Uh, if you're going to say Messenger DLC, I'll say Blazing Chrome. Yeah, I kind of bounce between a couple of those there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to put up the poll for the next TDP Plus, so stay tuned for that and vote on what you want us to play through in August. So look forward to that, and we'll see you guys next week. See you later. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to fix this webcam. <laughs> oh, hi. Hello. I don't like it looking down at me.